0: So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes, well, this time, boxing. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the NBA offseason moves, the NFL playoff contenders and pretenders, and the Paul Brothers boxing match and potential boxing match. But before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Muhammad and I'll let my partner introduce himself. We back, baby.
1: You know, life's got in the way around here, but we back oh, with the consistency. Hey. But trust and believe there's a lot to come. And this is Alex, by the
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Welcome back. Um, but we'll start off with the NBA. Now, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened, um, but I kind of go through team by team. So we'll start off with the Charlotte Hornets, a local team. And they signed and traded for Gordon Hayward, and they gave him four years, $121 million, and also drafted LaMelo Ball. So with these offseason moves for the Charlotte Hornets, what do you think how do you think their future, uh, how do you think their future looks?
1: It looks brighter
0: than it did before. I know that
1: much. Um, it actually looks pretty good. I don't know about the whole Gordon Hayward thing. Like somebody created a good enough argument for why he might have gave him that money, but there is no way I would have actually given Gordon Hayward that money. You know, the biggest thing is having LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball gets seats in the ticket. He makes me want to go to Charlotte Hornets game, even during the COVID.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, LaMelo Ball is definitely the box office attraction. Um, Gordon Hayward is like a, a little bit of the cherry on top, but I think his injury history is the biggest thing, the biggest concern that gets in the way of this being an exciting team. But I guess if he can be what he was potentially coming out of utah then this could be one of the greatest moves that michael jordan has ever made but i am excited for the charlotte hornets because they're, they're going to get a lot more attention around them just having the mellow ball but hopefully he lives up to the hype and his number three overall pick i think that's where he he got drafted
1: yeah good that's correct that is correct but with this going hayward move it's 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 interesting because I my first thought was you are absolutely crazy once again, Michael Jordan. You're making horrible moves, which I'm not even sure whether he's the one making the moves anymore because he did give up part of uh, the Charlotte Hornets. But somebody did create a good argument for why he would have given go, going to with this money. He has averaged more than 18 points on as a fourth to possible seventh option on the Celtics. So. I understand, yes, definitely. It, the injury history is horrible. But if you're averaging I think it's 18 to like 23 as a fourth to sixth option on a team, that may may mean you don't have enough space to actually score the points you need to to be that uh premier person. And Charlotte had to do something. They they have not been able to attract a key person who's not past their prime in a long time. And at least Gordon Hayward's not all the way past that prime. You may there's a hope of there being two to three years of him still doing very well.
0: Yeah. Um, potentially, but it, I mean, there's still more to come. Um, I think the Charlotte Hornets will just be a lot better, a lot more of a, an int- attraction, um, but we'll move along to the bucks and they traded for drew holiday. And in this trade, they lose Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. So how do you think the Bucks move, the offseason move helps Giannis?
1: Helps Giannis? Helps Giannis move? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is done. You know, the only hope cuz I know we're going to really eventually get to this with James Harden, but that's his only hope. That's their hope. I'm sorry. I mean, that the franchise because Giannis going to be good either way. But it's, it's pretty a shoe-in that he's not going to stay if you don't get another premier player. It's just not going to happen. He's already looking at building a super-duper-ooper team with the Lakers. That would be absolutely unfair more than even the old Golden State with KD. It's unfair. And they're making it more and more likely that actually happens unless James Harden pulls off some miracle forceful trade to get to the Bucks.
0: Okay, that's that's new information to me. Was this just like a uh, rumor oh, well, then, or something?
1: No. Oh well, in the past day and a half, he's he's well. Okay, I guess I need to uh, go backwards. So in the past, the season's about to start, and James Harden has not been showing up to the practices. He's already missed roughly two. To, Two to four, so it's somewhere between two to four practices with the team. Of course, he has the new team members who he's supposed to be vibing with, with uh, John Wall and Demarcus Cousins. But man, this man has not been showing up. He he just didn't show up. Kind of said he's gonna report there. He, we already know he's already made it clear that he did he wanted to uh to be to be moved. He really wanted to go to the Nets, but then you know KD's out here uh, saying he never actually reached out to him just to kind of give y'all a review of all the stuff that's been going on. Well, in the past day and a half, James Harden has went to management and said he is open to a trade to two teams. Well, actually three teams: to the Bucks, to Philly, or to go to. Uh, the heat, and he's 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 just saying that he's open to any one of the three. I don't fully know how he pulls all those any one of those moves off, but I guess there is some room. It, I just think the worst one out of those is maybe the 70, 76ers.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, that's uh, well, the seventy sixes is the one that I've heard about the most. Um, that'd be an interesting move. I'm not sure how it would all work. They do have. Basically, his uh, GM moved over there, and then you have Doc Rivers, and, of course, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I don't know how that works. I mean, he does offer a lot of scoring, but he just dominates the ball too much. So I, I really don't know. The more that I talk about it, the more I'm talking myself out of it. So, yeah, yes. I don't know how that works. Um, I also saw he had to have six negative tests just to return. So <laughs> there's a lot of obstacles uh, for... to get through.
1: Yeah. Very true. And one reason why I say that's the worst move is because we there's, there's key things. Um, James Harden likes to control the ball throughout the clock. And if he can't do nothing at the end of the clock, he'll give it to you and be like do something with it and then be like, hey, I gave you a chance. But that doesn't really work with Ben Simmons when Ben Simmons dominates the ball. And it's not that he just gives it up just because he can not do nothing with it. He's just the one who dominates the ball. James Harden, uh, yeah, James Harden's not person who do backdoor uh, screens. He's not moving without the ball. That's what Ben Simmons will need if Ben Simmons is a part of their, the future of the 76ers as they are, they are seeing it here. And then J.O.L. Embiid, he's going to be in the lane, which is another thing that James Harden doesn't really like. He, he likes to have a clear lane. One reason why they got really capella uh, with uh, Houston. So I, I say the best move out of those is really I guess either one because he would love to go to the stripper town uh, Miami. Uh, Bucks would be probably be best for his career. Uh, I say the heat might mess get him in trouble.
0: I, I mean, I, I, I don't think he's been on any off-court controversy, so I think he'll be fine or pay somebody sure or whatever. That? what what off court like, controversy oh, has has he been in
1: he it's not no real controversy because he don't have a wife i he doesn't he don't have, he's not claiming anything solid but it is it is widely known he loves the strip club it is widely known he don't he get caught up he, he's gotten caught multiple times and it's not saying caught it, because he's a grown man he can do as he likes but gotten caught up with uh, porn star taking pictures of him and them inside the bed. Not with them having sex, but him laying with them uh, or him being in club, strip club. It is known that he loves to party or be a part of that type of life. So Miami does not... I think he can control it, but Miami just makes it even more inclined for him to do it.
0: I think he'll be fine. I mean, there's other... Play- I mean, it happens all across the NBA, so I, I think he'll be fine. <laughs> so... Um, I didn't even answer the question, which was about uh, the Bucks with Giannis and the trade with Drew Holiday. I think it helps for right now, but, I mean, with the Nets being a, a big obstacle, I don't know if that's going to – this move helps him get any closer to getting the championship because I think that's the only way he stays at this point, so I'm going to say no. Getting Drew Holiday, I mean, he's a pretty good player. Um, basically the 3 and D one of the best 3 and D players out there, but I don't, this is not enough. I have to agree.
1: I I just have to agree. And I I don't even know how uh, Harden could work with Miami's culture. It it is very hard, hard work. I'm not saying that James Harden is not an ethics uh, work hard type of person, but, He's going to have to fall in line, and Jimmy Butler's the leader. He's not going to be it. it.
0: I think it's more of the team approach that James Harden will have a problem with. Um, kind of like giving the ball up <laughs> in a way. Yeah. You know, not everybody's going to get their numbers. It's just whoever has it at that point. Scheme.
1: Yeah. you're going to have to follow the sch- scheme instead of the scheme following him.
0: Exactly. But I think the 76ers move uh is probably attractive to him because it has the GM that really believed in him and basically did everything for him so mm-hmm. um I don't know he might be able to pull that off I- I'm not sure
1: it's it's like it's all attractive everything but what is on the court oh yeah <laughs> that's it it's literally everything is attractive like I can see it working because he can go to the east he can he can rack up some wins he can actually possibly get to a championship in the east but How do the pieces that are actually there work? Other than the coaching and the GM, those aren't the people on the court. The people on the court seem like the thing that's not the thing they need to work.
0: Um, I I guess the only way it works is he becomes a spot-up shooter and drives maybe five times a game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's not – it's just not what he does. He is always in the top scoring. So – We'll see where he lands, because he's he's making it very clear he wants to force himself out of Houston.
0: Oh, yeah. He he wants out. Um, Everybody else is left, and he wants out. Um, But I guess we'll move it along to his ex-teammate with Russell Westbrook. So him and Russell Westbrook, they didn't work out. They don't want to play together. And the Rockets moved him to the Washington Wizards, and they gave them John Wall in return and also... A lottery protected 2023 first round draft pick. So with Russell Westbrook moved to the Rockets, I mean, not the Rockets, the Wizards, who won the trade, the Wizards or the Rockets?
1: It's um, like a stalemate on this one. I, I don't think there's any winners. Um. I, I actually, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, it, it'll be uh the Wizards. It has to be the Wizards. It's the Wizards because Houston's not making any headway. They're they're not getting past previous goals. It is pretty much a restart, but hanging on on one last person who's still there from the old regime that you're still pushing for the. They go past an old goal that really nobody who was there before, is, they're not here. And I, I, th- I see that's why James Harden wants to move on. Now, for the Wizards, that's, that's tickets. Uh, I'm pretty sure the whole area of Washington is, is over the whole John Wall era. They're completely over that. But they'll come out to see James Harden. Whether, sorry, I'm saying James Harden. But they'll come out to see Russell Westbrook put up some triple doubles. And it's enough to go buy a ticket.
0: That's the only reason why I say the Wizards win. Oh, it's easily the Wizards. John Wall hasn't played in two years, and he... I mean, we don't even know what he is. Uh, Mm -mm. Even before this trade, John Wall was worse than Russell Westbrook, and he hasn't played in two years. So that's easily a win for the Wizards. They get a box office attraction, and I'm pretty sure they'll get more wins um, with with uh, Russell Westbrook rather than with John Wall, even though John Wall, he's not a bad player beforehand. um, We just don't know what he is. He hasn't played in so long. And all you can really – all the information that we have is just from rumors saying that, you know, he's playing well. Um, It looks like he's, you know, back to where he was before, but he hasn't played in an NBA game. So um, it's easily the Wizards. But I'm just not sure how – Russell Westbrook is going to uh play with everybody else. I know they have Bradley Bill and he's a, a really good shooter, a really good player. I think he averaged around 30 points last year. Um I'm not sure if that decreases by any um with the addition of Russell Westbrook, but I don't know. It'd be pretty interesting, but I'm I mean, I, I'm not I'm really not sure how that's gonna work out either, but I'm <laughs> I don't know. I think, I'm just kind of I think
1: Westbrook. I think Westbrook's uh, fate is sealed. He he is sealed to be in the box of Charles Barkley, and we kind of all know what that means. No championship, but and it's not that Charles Barkley went for the stats. He just got the stats in in trying to get to that point. I think Russ Westbrook is kind of letting go of that particular goal and, and it's it, maybe it's our understanding of where he might have wanted to be versus what he thinks of himself because he's actually led his, his, this way all throughout his career especially after kd which was stats 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 and more stats which does put you in the hall of fame but doesn't get you to the championship and we always like does he really care about it oh we are, kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt he did care about winning because he had that drive but I think he really has always felt it is about his uh, personal achievement versus the team achievements.
0: Mm, I'm kind of up in the air with that one. Um, I, I think it's pretty even. I, I feel like every player cares about their stats. But um, there are more players that want to win. Or there are players that want to win more than others. Um, but, I mean, every player basically cares about their stats, even LeBron James, but, um, Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle with that, but I think that he will definitely be the box office attraction. Nobody's really coming to see John wall even beforehand. So (laughs) the wizards definitely won this one. Um, but let's move on to the Suns with the addition of Chris Paul. Um, the rest of the players really don't matter who got traded in this situation. But what do you think Chris Paul will bring to the Suns? Fight.
1: He's going to bring a fight that they already had. Like, well, they were already growing because they've kind of been looked over, even though they keep picking up very good picks. But they, they made their statement in the bubble last – well, I say last year. Like, it was really last year, but it was really, like, a couple months ago. <laughs> but – uh, yeah, they made their statement in the bubble. They went undefeated in the bubble, and, I, and this may sound bad, but without a general, but they have the general. They have the ultimate general. They have the NBA's general now, and I think that's gonna get them at least to the playoffs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wasn't jumping about all the way up there, but <laughs> but it gets them to the playoffs, and I would. It would be so much more hope if they were in the East. But we know they're not. They're, they're set up in the West and it is going to be what it's going to be. But at least there's some hope for a real future because if they do put it together, they can be the Dallas of of now. Not Dallas, sorry. The the Nuggets of now.
0: Okay. Oh, so you're saying go to the conference championship?
1: Yeah. Like put a uh, slowly grind, get to a, a a steady point where they're slowly trying to get to that championship point and they have great pieces, they just keep adding more pieces I, I just think they have that type of air about them with that the Nuggets have right now they have a great fight but it may be just something missing that gets them to the next level or it may be just a series of events that's maybe the situation
0: and you're talking about over a few years not just this year
1: Oh, no, no, no. It's three-year. This is a three-year plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, I'm talking this about, no, like... This ain't that no, This year, we're playing. That's, that's sold up. That's the Lakers all the way, but we'll get to all of that, but th- th- this year's sold up. Not... Well, especially for the... For the Suns, especially. I wouldn't say for every everybody, but I'm definitely not seeing those Suns to conference finals. I... No. <laughs> just no.
0: Okay, I'm going to agree with that. Um... But I mean, they may surprise you. Chris Paul did bring this other team, um, Oklahoma City Thunder, to the fifth seed in the West. So um, they may surprise you. And they have a lot better talent on that team with the Suns. So I think that Chris Paul can at least have this team somewhere around the same spot that he had OKC because he has better talent with the Suns. Um, And they'll probably maybe go to the second round. It just depends on who they're playing and how everything lines up at the end of the season. But. I say Chris Paul, he brings that element where we know that he's going to bring it almost every single night, and he's going to lead your team in the right way. Um, he can pretty much do anything. He's always for the team, and he's always just trying to win. So I say, yeah, they, they get somewhere around four or five in the standings.
1: What they're hoping for, but it's definitely not about to happen, is a Jimmy but- Butler year, Miami but- Jimmy Butler year. A general comes in tra- trains these young boy bucks and pushes them past points they don't even know that they can get to. Or they're ignorant enough not to, to be worried about getting to that point. They're just trying to get to the next thing that the general is getting them to. That's their best hope for the Phoenix Suns. And I understand why Phoenix Suns made that move. I, I can even see why Chris Paul went that move, because who else was picking them up?
0: I'm pretty sure that there was other offers out there somewhere. Maybe the Jazz.
1: But who's going to be able to accommodate the contract? Who's going to come? Like, there's, is certain things he would have to relinquish if he went to certain teams, and he could stay stay packed with uh, OKC. I I think it's a good move. Personally, I think it's a really good move.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a good move. I mean, do you agree that they'll end up somewhere around that, that, those standings, 4 or 5? For the year? Yeah, in the West.
1: 4 or 5, yeah. That's a good comfortable spot. Yeah, because he's going to keep them in the race at all times. They, it's going to be true dogfight in them, and they don't have any excuse about being tired. He, he will. Probably, I'm pretty sure he's going to be out there trying to outwork them at all points, and they will never have an excuse for doing less than him. Because I think he's, what, at least like six, six to seven years older than any one of them. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. And um, we really haven't talked about Phoenix in years since Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. Yes. But um, the only thing that will derail this is if Chris Paul gets injured. Now, he was lucky enough not to Sustain any of that last year. Um, I think mainly because they were pretty democratic with the way that they played. Like everybody got theirs and he didn't have to play all the time. So hopefully the Suns do the same thing with him so he, he doesn't have to really push himself all the time. So um, that's a big factor in this. But we'll move it along to the Clippers, <laughs> Los Angeles Clippers. And they mm-hmm. sign. Serge Ibaka, and they extended, just today, Paul George for $190 million. So his contract is, for another five years, $226 million. Um, and this is added from that OKC contract. So with the Los Angeles Clippers' offseason moves, do you think they have enough to win a title? They've made
1: their bad. They made their bed also, and it's laid with uh side, side, side of the backboard shots. That's what it's laid with. Five years though, five years. You you as comfortable as uh, they are on the other side of the the building with AD. That's how comfortable you are. Boy, 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 Kawhi, you ain't getting another championship. It's not happening. Uh, Ibaka's not enough. Paul George, we all knew it had to be the uh, the real problem. At, on him not being able to be a real number two star when he was being recruited for. And then it can, him with his sl- side shots to Doc Rivers about, and Doc, Doc Rivers not using them right. And just to kind of throw it in there, because I'm not pretty sure, I'm not sure whether you have it in there or not, but Doc Rivers, of course, said in response, you better hope it's not about adjustment because the man right beside me, talking about uh, Tyron Lue, the new head coach, was previously assistant coach. And uh, he was right there with us. So you better hope it's not just adjustments. So I I, I think they've made their bets and I don't think they're even close to being contenders. I think they, they are, they're going to end somewhere around like four, five, if they're lucky in the way <laughs> I, re- I really do. Like, I, and I'm not even trying to clown them. I, I think realistically, that's where they, they sit and they, they're really going to have to push to get there.
0: Okay. Um, I can somewhat agree with that. Uh, it doesn't look like they made any real game-changing moves. Really, they lost some people.
1: They made it horrible. Bro, like, I'm sorry to interrupt right here, but I used to hate that they had Montrez. Because I actually, I, I respected Montrez. And I was like, God dang it. Why y'all got to have such a good person? Like, he irritated me. Because I, I felt he kept them in the game in a lot of uh, chances. I'm not saying in the bubble, because we all, well not all know, but he didn't have the greatest bubble with the Clippers uh, when he came back. And that's probably due to them non-halfway uh, half, support for him after his grandmother died, and also uh, back in these stars when they were already there representing for the Clippers. So all around, I, I love it, because revenge is coming. They just got the sixth man of the year. The Lakers, same building, come with some real revenge. And he's somewhere around like the fourth the fourth or fifth option.
0: So you're talking about Montrez Harrell? Montrez. Fourth or fifth option. Montrez,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's like fourth or fifth.
0: Okay, I got you. Um yeah, I was saying that I somewhat agree. Uh I feel like some of these other teams that were below them, uh, they're going to make, make the next step, like with Dallas, um, maybe even Memphis, uh, maybe New Orleans, because they made some offseason moves. Of course, you got okay. the Suns True. Um, and Utah's still going to be strong along with Denver. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty competitive uh, and they're they're probably going to slip a little bit, but I still think they'll be pretty talented to get somewhere near the end. But. They really didn't make too many moves. And I, I feel like uh, extending Paul George was this. Uh, it's it's questionable. Um, questionable. It's not like he. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? No, I'll just
1: say I was repeating the questionable. I think it's more serious than that. But keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's really questionable because he didn't have his best performance. Um, I wonder if they offered Kawhi anything or is like our negotiation Are negotiations going on right now with with Kawhi Leonard? So That is weird. I I, I don't know. I don't don't know what's going on here. That is a very
1: good point because I I just didn't see why they even did it. Like, why didn't they just play it out? I I don't get what they were really trying to do because I don't think Kawhi was the one like, yo, you got to sign my boy. You got to make sure you get him locked up. Nah, I, I think Kawhi on some... Possible exiting strategy. And and is this the Clippers making sure they have somebody in the end? I'm not sure what's going on in the background, but I know it's not going to result in a championship.
0: I know that much. Maybe it's like a a Blake Griffin type of thing where you sign them and then trade them a few months later. (laughs) True, but that's,
1: that's a lot. Like, it's like he's blessed and cursed at the same time. You get me his big contract, but then what, He going to get flipped again? And who's taking a five-year contract? A four-year contract?
0: Well, I don't know. Um, he didn't play his best, so I, I don't see anybody really wanting that, because like, that's a lot of money.
1: I obviously look across the NBA, and it ain't many places I see where they really want him. And even the p- places where they may want him, it's just not good. Like, Knicks, Knicks don't want you just because they need somebody. Uh, say, let's even say the Charlotte Hornets, we don't really want you. I'm sorry, but we they don't really want you. Like I just, I look across the full landscape of the NBA, and I kind of can't find a home other than where he is. He can go to Sacramento. He can go to Kings. I'm pretty sure he, that'll be cool.
0: Well, I'm not gonna act like this man is terrible i mean he's still a good player
1: no i'm not saying he's terrible i'm talking about the the energy around him and how people perceive right now is not going to make people inclined to make a deal for him and especially with an extended long-term deal it's not saying he's trash it's uh, am i committing myself to such a long situation and and my money into that long situation knowing where you're at right now
0: yeah, it's a difficult situation. I don't know why they did this. Um, I don't know if he talked but, to Kawhi to see if he was... What do you think Kawhi we're going to sign to, huh?
1: Let's say... I'm sorry. i was just throwing in some what is, because he's only on a two-year contract with a second-year option. So, technically, Kawhi could leave this year. Technically. Yeah, after this year. Yeah, so... Like, who... Did, let's say he does because I, I don't think he's... I think he'd like to stay... In uh, LA because that's where he's from, but I don't think he cares about the whole loyalty thing. I, I, there is no loyalty. Like he already, he's already switched teams. Um, so, what do you think he actually lands? I think he, if anything, he's best to go back to the East.
0: Um, I would say, yeah, yeah, it, it'd probably be better to go back to the East. I mean, he really sh- probably should have stayed in Toronto. He had everything there. Boy, that would they're going to the give best. him the world.
1: They were literally giving him part of the country. He had he had Drake, he he had whole penthouse in downtown Toronto fully paid for. It. This is real stuff. This is for real, real. Had a whole country. Only to go to pandemic P.
0: Well, I mean, he was trying to reach out and see who was gonna go go with him, but What's crazy
1: uh, uh, is he wouldn't even have had to stay in. And the thing about reason why he left Toronto is due to that c- climate. And they're not even gonna play the season in Toronto this year, due to the whole COVID situation. I think I'm pretty sure it's in somewhere in Florida.
0: Yeah, I think it's Tampa.
1: Yeah, he would have had living it up.
0: Yeah, but you know, that's what he wanted to do. But we'll move it on to the Lakers and their offseason moves were the addition of Dennis Schroeder, uh, Montrez Harrell and Wesley Matthews and they also lost Alex's favorite player Danny Green <laughs> Avery Bradley Rajon Rondo Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee so with these offseason moves do you think the Lakers got any better or worse
1: boy they got better they got better bro and we all know there's one last piece that could be moved we know Kuzma sitting there in the wings. He but he hoping he make it through the year. He hoping they don't trade him at some point. But I know a way I, I kind of jumped over the whole question, but they definitely got better. Like any piece they lost, I was completely in agreement on losing. Like Rondo, you know, I talked trash the whole year about Rondo. It only helped when he came to the playoffs and actually showed up. So I, I didn't really care one way or the other on that one. I was talking trash about him all year. Danny Green had to go. We all know he missed the shot. We ain't paying you this fifteen million for the, for that for that miss. And then the White, we we wanted to keep you, but we don't have to keep you. Go get your money. Who cares? Like as long as uh McGee he stayed. You already had AD, and then you you bring in uh, Morris, and then you also you got Montrez. Stand pack, we good. I, I completely feel they got better. Especially, oh, even at point guard. You got your boy. Like, they made masterful moves during the, the small offseason.
0: You said they got better at point guard with Dennis Schroeder? Yeah. yeah. Uh, slightly. You So you're saying Rondo's better? Offensively. Offensively, they probably unless got better. You,
1: a- unless you're saying... LeBron at point guard, that's the only other way I say they, they didn't get better there at point guard because the only other point guard was Rondo, and I definitely think he's better than Rondo.
0: He can, he can actually shoot. Yeah, he can shoot, but you lose championship pedigree, and this guy is mostly a career backup as a point guard.
1: We need to get younger. It's, it's still about getting younger.
0: He's not that young.
1: <laughs> yeah, he ain't that young. That's perfect. You're not too young to be new to this. And you're not too old to not be able to push through. We, we don't know, really know what Rondo has left. He's getting a contract off of championship. I think, I've been thought Rondo was done. And I think he's going to be done when he go to, uh, to Atlanta. We all know he ain't about to do nothing at Atlanta. We all know this. There is no difference he is going to push them past. He is not Paul George. he's not uh, Jimmy Butler. He's, he's not LeBron. He's, he's just not that guy. Uh, so, cool. Yeah, you're right. You do lose, lose that familiarity on what to do, when to do it. But it's time to induct some new people. And, and, and it's, it's cool. Montrez, boy, man, I used to hate. I love his drive. And now, it's on our side. I'm happy.
0: You're happy with everything. Then It couldn't be better.
1: <laughs> uh, Kuzma, if we can trade out Kuzma for something. Uh, we, we, we Gucci. Now, I, I'm down for Kuzman making that jump. It would be great if Kuzman just out of nowhere became an, a certified number three, possible number two. Then they're, they're even more legit. But he would only be icing on the cake. That's it. And he'd be sugar on top of the icing. That's what he is. He's powdered sugar on the icing if he does his part. And even then, he could be a non, non-factor and they're still going to do what they're going to do.
0: Well, I mean, I think these were some good I think it's so great that it just puts them in another atmosphere. Um, who, who, who did better? Between what teams? Any team. Um, I mean, I guess they did the best, but I'm not saying that this just puts them even into another atmosphere compared to I any other team. I, I think I, that I, this makes them just a little bit better, not a whole lot better.
1: Yeah, but that, that that's the thing they were they're champs being a whole a little bit better than being champs is still champs
0: you saying they're automatic champs or I'm, I'm not
1: i'm not saying they're automatic they got to go through the the gruel of actually doing it but i think it's a whole lot more inclined for them to get there and actually do it like there was always a Oh, we got to get it done. Uh, we believe this year I had the pieces last year. I, I fully feel they have the pieces, real pieces like those, those years of the Lakers who was in tr- three piece, when they had uh, Derek Fisher, when they had uh, Fox, when they had, when they had these players who you just knew, as long as they nothing happened uh, injury wise, that they were going to make it
0: okay yeah um did they add another big i can't can't remember
1: uh it was they because they, they still got honor to tu little brother, but he hardly played they they added a shooter oh yeah they did um from the bucks it was a shooter, i can't remember his name though he he's not he- super big, but he can shoot.
0: Oh, okay. I see. They added Marcus Allen. That's who it was.
1: No, yeah. Y'all forgot about Marcus Allen. Oh, dang, that's a big one. I forgot. That's, yeah. That's a really okay. big one. Like, and yeah, I, I didn't I mean, mention that. What's the other dude, though, from the Bucks who can shoot?
0: I don't know who you're talking about.
1: <laughs> but the, do you see, This is a wealth of riches, though.
0: Like. Oh, you meant Wesley Matthews? Because yeah. I did say him.
1: Oh, I, I, I just didn't know his name. So I didn't know whether you, <laughs> who it really was, but I know him by look. But. Look, look at look at just the bigs, just the bigs. Margus, okay. who I who I completely, I don't know why I left out the book, but that's a big one. Margusol, yeah, that is
0: huge. I, I forgot about that one.
1: <laughs> Margus, you got the reigning six man of the year, who you start from the partners in the same building, and with the, he got true revenge in his heart. You think he don't got true revenge in his heart? I think he got true, true revenge in his heart. That's coming for the Clippers uh, in, at any time. And you got, oh my God, Ad ain't even really the center. Then you got McGay, uh, uh, McGee, and you got uh, no, he's Morris? gone. Morris, he didn't. Yeah, you're he's right. Gone. You're right. That is right. That is one piece they did miss. But Morris Swin, Uh bro, I I love it. And, and he took the discount. His brother helping them out at the Clippers, and they sharing the the contract money. Boy, man, like. I honestly are just like, let's go ahead and run this, this season through. Let's go ahead and get the number two because we're about to go on for this 3 P. back
0: Back-to-back, okay. Um, yeah, with the addition of Mark Gasol, I, I think that does kind of put him over the top. I, I forgot about him because they traded out two two better bigs for the ones that left. But there's so.
1: nobody who did better. There, there is not a <laughs> single team who did better on trading. Not even close. Like, I'm seriously. There is not a single team who was close in, in that small amount of off time and uh, and they had more than the Lakers because the Heat are the only people who didn't have the same amount of t- who had exactly the same amount of time in offseason to prepare. And they did spectacular. There is not a single... The only other team who I might say came close, and it's, and they ain't even real true contenders, is Phoenix.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they did pretty well, I think, with the addition of Chris Paul. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Lakers, they, they look like they... They definitely did. Like
1: up, five great players, five. All
0: right,
1: Western saw, all right. I want to say okay, Western. But you got Margasol, um, shooter. I, I really like shooter. Why? Because he he is a go getter. I, I I don't know whether you really watched him, I, I like him. I, he he a, a go getter. He he can get some buckets. Right, so Marc Gasol, uh so Truder, uh montres uh Harold. Um, who's, who else did they pro- bring in other um, than your boy with the Bucks? Other than him,
0: yeah. I'm missing somebody, Trez Harold Schroeder, um, Wesley Matthews, and Mark Gasol.
1: Okay, well, either way, I think they upgraded in there every part that they could, and they still got somebody in the pocket. Whose was a, a tradable option that can get you another great piece?
0: Okay, oh, yeah, and we did. We didn't mention the extension of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So True, we that didn't really we all, we all helps a lot. That.
1: We, all, we knew that was going to happen. They would be absolutely stupid not to sign them, whether they were in contention or not.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I thought that LeBron might live out his contract because, you know, he doesn't always sign an extension while he's in the middle of one.
1: Yeah, he, but he also has not had the greatest relationship with the owners in those situations like he was good with pat riley but he got sour well
0: he wasn't the owner he was the general manager
1: uh, with general (laughs) manager sorry but he was a general manager was really the, the reason why he left in that situation along with uh dan gilbert gilbert being the issue with cleveland all along so that was a that was an easy go but come on jenny bus you're getting everything you can control everything you you're getting he is that hands down this is the best team LeBron has ever had that's why I'm like there he has no excuse once again in this case like even this past year I didn't think he had an excuse for not winning because he got AD but he overly doesn't have an excuse which means once again I expect you to win the uh, championship in this case
0: yeah I mean as long as he's playing like I usually does yeah he should definitely win this one um but yeah, it looks like we might as well just skip to the playoffs because they they got it.
1: <laughs> that's what I feel because the Clippers aren't no uh, threat. Clippers. I'm gonna th- say they're
0: not a threat. Anybody is a threat. But
1: I really think losing Montrezl Harrell was a big loss. Didn't they also lose uh um uh Lemon Pepper No, he no, he's not- still
0: on the team. Okay, for now.
1: but but still, like I don't think there's the pieces that are there are a bunch of old pieces that they just previously had. they trying to usher out an old regime to have the pampered new regime, and none of this stuff is working. I don't think it works.
0: Yeah, I don't think it works because I don't think their coach is really that great, and then you got two players that were thinking they were higher than what they were, but Um, We've talked a long time about that, but we do have one other team to get to, and that's the Golden State Warriors. So they lose Klay Thompson to another season-ending injury with an Achilles Mm -hmm. tear, and then they traded for Kelly Oubre and also drafted James Wiseman, and he's a center. So with these offseason moves, should the Golden State Warriors be—I didn't even write this question down, (laughs) but— Should the Golden State Warriors be expected to make the playoffs?
1: Yes. You know why?
0: <laughs> why is that?
1: Because Steph Curry's uh, legacy is on on, uh, on, the line for this one. Because uh, we – last year it was all, hey, we're going to see what, what, what he's made of. Can he get a, a team to the playoffs in the West? Does it validate his status that everybody has done over those past couple of years with Golden State being overwhelming? And I, I have no reason to knock him down in the list. I don't think anything different of whether he gets them there or not. But I know what the public is going to feel and, and the, the way the storylines plays out. it This is going to be a, a a very friendly year to LeBron, I think, personally. Media-wise, even... Uh, teams, I don't think people are on any type of revenge tour. I, I think it's going to be a friendly year for LeBron, and Golden State is still in that window of we want to beat you up for the past stuff you did. That's that's where they're at. And if Steph Curry can't push them to at minimum an eighth seat spot, even without Clay, I don't care. Even without Clay, then you don't have the status. You can't be considered in the same realm. As LeBron, for the most part, really, if you can't carry your team to a p- playoffs, I, I just, I just can't put you there. If you can't get to the playoffs, we ain't even talking about anything else. W- winning a series, we're just talking about making a playoff. Playoffs, yeah,
0: playoffs. Well, I mean, I never considered him to be in the realm of Steph Curry. I mean, that's just egregious. But I mean, not Steph Curry. LeBron James, Steph Curry was never in the same realm as LeBron James. For a couple but, of years
1: people felt that way. They said he revolutionized the game. Uh, that he he made they never put him above him, but they put him in the realm. Yeah,
0: I guess so, but he always had great surrounding pieces. But I would say that this he, Steph Curry definitely has to make the playoffs. Um there's no way that you should not make the playoffs. Um you still do get uh, kind of good player, in Kelly Oubre. He um, got the number one overall draft pick. I've never seen him play, so I'm not sure what he brings to the table. But he does give them that piece that they never really had, or that was always the weakest link on their team, the center. So um, hopefully, he brings something, a new factor to the team. So um, he de- Steph Curry definitely has to make the playoffs and. And eighth seed, ah, I mean, that's really pushing it. He needs to be higher than that. But hey, I mean, he's had a whole year off. He should be ready to go.
1: Yeah, but but reality, I don't. I I, I think it's hard for them to make the playoffs this year. It's going to be a very hard year for them. Very hard year because I don't think they're nowhere near true contenders, especially without Clay. Because I thought it was always oh, a to- no. toss up with Clay that y'all gonna have to work your way back into a rhythm y'all gonna have to find a team that existed three years ago actually more than three years ago because kd was there for three years so you're looking at five years ago a team that and y'all are older y'all just coming off of injuries draymond ain't the old draymond y'all it was already going to be a struggle with uh, clay in there and it's a wrap it's a wrap that y'all gotta put all all y'all eggs in the basket of trying to get Giannis to come to the Golden State Warriors because they've been working on that for years.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say it's a wrap because they still do have the same players that created the original dynasty. But it's no, they don't.
1: I, Sorry, not not to interrupt, but no, they don't. They got two. That's two players. Well, I, they're still Draymond, on the
0: team. They don't have to be active.
1: True, but they, they gotta play. We got another in, in order to contend. You gotta be playing.
0: Well, I'm just saying. Over, I'm, I'm not saying. Well, what you're trying to say is a wrap on their contending years. I'm saying uh, no, they no, still no. Have
1: time. I'm not saying contending years in total. Nah, sorry. Okay. Maybe okay. maybe it was misunderstood. No, okay. I'm talking about this year. This year okay. specifically. Okay. This year. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, like they true. gotta make moves in the future. At this point, like they they have to think future wise in this year and not in the moment they're in. They they don't need to do everything to try to get further and win a championship this year. They need to make future moves for a future championship because they are nowhere near real contenders this year, no matter how much effort they put in.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree with that. But I, I thought she was saying that it's just a wrap for them, like, ever contending again.
1: No, nah, nah, I wouldn't say ever. Like, they have a hope. There's Close a hope. To it. There's a hope. But this year, no.
0: Not, not at all. Okay. okay, Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm not sure what that kid is going to turn into, but hopefully he lives up to that number one overall pick and mm-hmm. gives them that missing piece that they always missed. Um, but we pretty much got into a lot of basketball, and we'll move it along to the NFL, and we'll talk about the true contenders and pretenders. So we'll go through all the playoff teams currently and the ones in the hunt. So we'll start with the AFC and the AFC has the Steelers at number one. Are the Steelers pretenders or contenders?
1: Um and who again? I missed the name on the person on the team.
0: Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Uh God, that's hard. Hard. Yeah, because I'm not saying they're pretenders. I think they're contenders, but I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. They're playoff contenders, but they're not Super Bowl contenders. There's just, just there's there's gaps in their game. They just they've smoothed it over every bit of the way. But the Redskins, sorry, I said the Redskins because that's sorry, that's not their franchise name anymore. But the yeah, Washington man. Football Team, I know it's bad. I should I just x that out of my brain. But yeah, I, I think. They have been smoothing over patches over and over again. And uh, the coach has been constantly saying, hey, we we won the game, but we have not been playing good. And you know that all coaches say that, but it was real. And I I think they're contenders. I think they're real contenders, but not Super Bowl contenders.
0: Okay. Um, I think they're definitely Super Bowl contenders. They have a competent quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger, and he's having a pretty good season. Um, they don't have much of a run game and I think that's their weakest point. Um, great offensive line, all great receivers um, and they, they also have a great defense. Now they did lose a couple of players to season ending injuries which doesn't help but they're definitely contenders. They were pretty much just due for a loss.
1: I would agree. They, they were way past due for a loss. Honestly this is the one where you kind of wasn't thinking about it and then it just happened. Like you kind of was always thinking, oh, this might be the week. Oh, this might be the week. Oh, this might be the week. And then you kind of forget about it, especially when facing the Washington franchise and anybody in the NFC East. But yeah, yeah, they were definitely due. They were, they were due for a loss just due to the ones they got through.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they were definitely due for a loss. Um, but we'll move along to number two, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. So are the Chiefs pretenders or contenders?
1: Contenders all the way. This ain't even. Boy, you got Patrick Mahomes and you got that setup, and you just won the Super Bowl. Y'all real contenders. I, I can't. There's no way to make them non-contenders right now for me mentally. Um, I, I can't even. It's not enough commentary for me to even give. They're just contenders.
0: Okay, I I definitely agree. They're definitely contenders. Um, The weakest point on their team is probably their defense and a little bit of the running game also. But um, they're definitely contenders with Patrick Mahomes and they'll be deep in the playoffs. I
1: agree. I I completely agree. They're they're the easiest to go ahead and just say contender.
0: All right, we'll move along to the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills contenders or pretenders? Contenders.
1: A respectable contender. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to say they're not Super Bowl contenders, but, uh, but, but I think they're real contenders. I, I haven't I, really watched their team, but I would say, yeah, sorry, to repeat again, I think they're real contenders.
0: Okay, yeah, I agree, definitely. Um, it looks like that quarterback took the next step, and they added pieces all around them. Um their defense was a little lackluster but I, I think they're, they're definitely contenders and um if they stay on this path they'll pretty much win their division and um lock up a playoff spot. So we'll move along to the Tennessee Titans so well, I don't know if you have another comment on that.
1: Well, I was just going to ask uh I know I picked the Patriots in the beginning of the year to to win the division which is not look, looking it's week by week with that. But did you pick Buffalo? I think you did. Yeah, I did. Okay. All right. I was just saying that it's good for
0: your projection. That's the only reason why I was going to interject that. But you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the Tennessee Titans are at number four. Are they pretenders or contenders?
1: They're contenders. They were contenders last year. They're contenders this year. Especially with that type of running game. Running game is best used. During the playoffs. And then if you have a great running game, it is, it's priceless because you can't stop them. You can't stop the clock and it grinds down a defense. So I say they're, they're contenders. They're true contenders.
0: I agree. Um, this team has been great. Tennessee Titans um, better than I expected. They pretty much have the blueprint that they were using last year with running game and defense and not putting their quarterback in compromising positions. So, I mean, they're doing great. They're definitely contenders. Um, And Derrick Henry is having a great year. It's almost every other week he's rushing for at least 150. But um, we'll move along to the Browns, Cleveland Browns, and I'll ask are they pretenders or contenders? Oh, yeah. You know, this one's going to get all the commentary in the
1: world. Um... (laughs) Uh, this is like so hard Now this was hard other ones sounded relatively easy but I want to say they're pretenders I really want to say they're pretenders but you have to let the facts sit as they are I I realized that last week before last Sunday when they played their last game I was like dang they actually have a relatively good record Dang, I done talked all this trash about Baker Mayfield not being the, the guy in all these commercials he got, and they only got three losses. I was like, how did this happen? And they don't have no Odell? How in the world did they become better without Odell? So that alerted me. And then when they won in such a fashion on Sunday, I was like, God damn, they might be real contenders. I'm going to have to take back some <laughs> words about Baker Uh but I'm still, I still don't want to give them that contender spot. I really like in my, like I'm, my lips won't even say contender for them. It, can I get a contend pretend?
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> Either one. Uh, God dang it. Um, they're, they're contenders. Uh, the, re- the reason why I had to do it is because of their division. But it looks like Baltimore is not going to end up making the playoffs this time time around. And it's going to end up being the Steelers and the Browns making it from that division. So I have to say they're contenders.
0: I'm going to agree. The Browns are contenders. But initially I thought they were definitely pretenders because they got blown out by the Ravens first game of the season. Then they got blown out by the Steelers. Um, I can't remember who else they lost to, but that was their last loss, and they've been pretty much on a roll ever since then. They, I mean, they've had some close games here or there, but they—they're definitely. I, I don't know. This record kind of just snuck up on everybody. For for them to be eight and three, it's ridiculous. Um, but they're definitely—I mean—contenders.
1: How many weeks are left in the season? Is it three or four? Four. Four. Okay, I just wanted to show. Her. Uh, but yeah, and I'm I'm so confused because they've become consistent without Odell. It's like, even though he could clearly be one of the top five receivers in the NFL, it seems like they're married together. It just doesn't work well. They just work well without each other.
0: Yeah. Um, I also think that they, they did better with their offensive line and running game. Um, that's what's really helped because Baker Mayfield, he's not put in compromising positions. Where he has to throw the ball all the time because you know he'll turn it over. So, yeah, um, they're definitely contenders. And it's we... so, Talk go ahead. ahead. i to oh, move on to the next one.
1: It's just so weird because it's not like they were trying, their success wasn't happening because they were trying to force the ball to Odell. That was not the case at all. He was getting a lack of targets. And then he gets hurt and then they are consistent. It, it's so confusing. Because everybody kind of just put them in the pretender list, whether they were winning or losing. And then out of nowhere, they come up with eight wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're just doing it somehow. And they did beat the Titans pretty handily for the most part. Um, But number six is the Miami Dolphins. So are the Dolphins pretenders or contenders? Pretenders. I definitely feel pretender. I'm, I'm strong on the
1: pretender for them, at least for this year. They are they are above schedule, so they should be proud of that. They are definitely above the schedule that they should be at as a team, but they are pretenders. They, they've just fell into semi-good situations with um, – oh, God dang I can't um, – why well, I was about to say man i tell you. Tua, yes. God dang, I was about to say man i tell you. But yes, Tua. I don't know. <laughs> but Tua, uh, he he did very well in two games. Didn't have to do too much. He got hurt. He got benched a little bit. Overall, I would say there's a se- season to success, even if they don't make the playoffs. And they might make the playoffs, but the way their division is set up, it's going to be Buffalo is going to win it. I'm not sure what the Patriots, uh, their, they're six their and six. Okay. So I, I don't think they, they push into that. They're going to not make the playoffs. So it's going to, who's the other team in that division?
0: Jets. You have yeah, the Jets oh, and they okay. haven't then, won.
1: Then, then we, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. Sorry. So we know it's going to be, they're pretenders and if the record plays out, they'll make the playoffs, but it really, they really shouldn't feel no type of way.
0: Yeah, I agree. They are pretenders, but only slight pretenders. Um, Just out of nowhere, this defense has been playing amazing for the Dolphins. Um, And really, the only thing that's been lacking is the quarterback play. Um, Tua, I mean, he's played well at times, but like you said, he's been benched. um, He got injured for a second, and he's played kind of up and down. So I think they are a year early. And once Tua gets uh, a real handle on this offense, I, I think that they can go. I mean, the sky's the limit because he's been a great quarterback in, in college. So um, I, I think that they can definitely go some places.
1: I agree. Uh, I, this is the time, like we kind of discussed last year, Patriots, they got to find themselves again. Um, Buffalo, they, they got a good groove, but they're beatable. Um, and Jets they're, they're tanking for not Tua but tanking for Trevor tanking for Trevor yeah so uh, yeah it's they'll be about due for time next year
0: yeah um, and we'll move it along to the last spot which is the Colts so the Colts at number 7 so are they pretenders or contenders pretenders
1: It'd be a great story for Philip Rivers to somehow magically get a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl by changing locations and all that other stuff. But I think they're all the way pretenders. I, I can't really. There's nothing about their team that I feel confident about in the playoffs.
0: No, nah, I mean, either. They're, they're definitely pretenders. Um, Phillip Rivers, he's close enough to get you to the point, but not enough to get you over the edge. Um, that's basically been his whole career. And it's, it's not going to change at this point. And the Colts do have a pretty good defense at times. Um, on offense, they're kind of mediocre. I mean, they can score at times, but uh, it's really up and down. So they're definitely pretenders. Um, but We have a few other teams that are in the hunt that could possibly make the playoffs. So we got the Las Vegas Raiders, the Baltimore Ravens, and the New England Patriots. So out of those teams, are any of them contenders?
1: So I'm going to go down and scratch out the Baltimore Ravens and the
0: Patriots. What are those two teams? It's just the Raiders. The Raiders, I can give Uh... you.
1: They're, they're the most strongest one out of all of them, I would say.
0: Okay. Um, but, I mean, most of these teams are pretty close in records. So yeah. the Patriots are 6-6. Six and six. They're playing right now. Um, doesn't look too good right now. And then you got the Baltimore Ravens at 7-5. and five, And the Raiders are 7-5. and five. But the Patriots also beat both of those teams. So if they have the same record, then they'll jump ahead of them. Um, And then you got the Colts. So are
1: we possibly looking at three teams uh, making the playoffs for AFC? AFC AFC East. East, I think. Guess that was yeah. Wait, with the the Steelers? Oh no, that's that's AFC North. Yeah, AFC North. Okay, because that Steelers and Browns, I think, are making it. And then you got Baltimore. They're all inside the same division, so. I don't know how the numbers play out now with that extra team in there, but I just don't see how they, they make it even though it's only a one game separation between uh, the Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, but it would be actually
0: it's two games. The, the Browns are nine and three.
1: I thought so. I thought they were eight something when we first, uh, when that week begun and then they got the other win on there,
0: but I wasn't too
1: sure to, to jump out there. So yeah, they, they have a two game separation. I, it's just not going to be Baltimore's year. They, they're they dealing with COVID. Lamar, he's he's back, and he's great and everything, but the rest of the team is still healing COVID. It's, it's a lot going on for Baltimore, and it's just not their year.
0: Yeah, it's not their year, but the Browns do have a little bit of a hard schedule. Well, they got to play the Ravens for the next game. Then they play the Giants, which is I don't think is an easy task. Then Jets, okay, that's easy. And then the Steelers again. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Um,
1: they could... And they got to play Browns. Well,
0: the Ravens got an easy schedule, though.
1: They, they got to the, they,
0: they they play the Jaguars, the Giants, and then the Bengals. Ooh. Two teams that barely have any Damn. wins.
1: Baltimore might be able to, to flip this around, but I think Browns might be able to get lucky with the Steelers being their last game because they need to rest up for the playoffs. Thomasson is not really that type of guy but he might do it with them being, like, locked in because there's no threat of them losing the division. If they lose that game, they've already lost the game, so they're not going for undefeated, and they can still end up winning the game. So I think that somehow the the Browns might luck up and win that last game due to circumstance. But, yeah, it's very it does seem kind of iffy on the rest of that schedule, though. Yeah, Even even the Giants can win the division, just like any other team in the NFC East right now, other than maybe the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, they're not winning anything. Um, But yeah, that's the AFC and we'll move along to the NFC with the New Orleans Saints at number one. So are the Saints pretenders or contenders?
1: They're contenders for now. They're like they they have a contender shell with pretender inside. <laughs> like it's a, it's weird because they need they need Drew Brees. Now they're back solid if they get Drew Brees. But right now their wins are empty. They they may be winning, but as Sam Pack, they're pretenders. Right now they are pretenders. You get Drew Brees back, you're contender, and that's just how it is.
0: Okay. Um, maybe. I mean, you might have the Nick Foles situation where you got the backup come in and win the championship, or you might have the Peyton Manning situation where he comes back in after a while for one last ride and um, he's able to edge out the other team. So um, I'm going to say they are contenders because that defense is for real and they've been getting after people and defense travels. And if Drew Brees doesn't have to depend on his arm, um, they'll be fine, yeah, if he comes back because he did have some broken ribs, um, yeah. but I would say, yeah, yeah they, cool. they are contenders.
1: Yeah, I, overall, they're contenders. Yeah, I can't, I'm not completely disrespecting them, but they might not be a favorite at all here, leading if they get go to the playoffs as is.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they have Taysom Hill I I don't know. I I mean, he's fine. That's (laughs) uh, that's who they match up with.
1: That's the pretender (laughs) part. There you go. Right there. That's it. (laughs) Right there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, things happen. We'll see. But um, the Green Bay Packers are at number two. So are they pretenders or contenders?
1: Real contenders. This might be his year. You know, it's really you never really know which team is going to win the Super Bowl that year. It could be a completely a surprise team in a lot of cases, but this might be the year. This might be the year that he can pull it back together and just go step by step there. And they're not going to be true dominant figures all the way through. It's just going to end up like, dang, they got into the to the conference finals. And dang, they got a chance to not go to the Super Bowl. Dang! Now we need to look back to give him more credit. Type of situation.
0: Are you not going to say his name?
1: <laughs> oh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, of course, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I just thought everybody kind of assumed to, to know you it was respect. Aaron Rodgers. But sorry, I didn't. I thought people just know who it is. We we're talking about Aaron Rodgers?
0: Okay. Yeah they they are contenders. Um, I think they have the right running game. Aaron Rodgers, of course, looks like he is a uh, MVP caliber uh, player right now, and he might win MVP for the league. Um, and they just have everything on offense right now going for them. As far as defense, that might, that might um, be their weakest point, but they're definitely contenders. Um, so the next team is the L.A. Rams. Are they pretenders or contenders?
1: I'm um, kind of flux on it. I'm not sure because I don't, I'm not even sure whether they pretenders are contenders. I, I think they're contenders, but it's too many contenders within their own division. That's the problem. That's their own problem. It's, it's just too many cont- real contenders in your own division. So I don't even know whether you make it out your own division, which just leans me back towards pretender, but I don't think they're real pretenders. They could just be as, as much a contender as they can be a pretender because of the division. Seahawks could make it out. Cardinals can make it out. The the Rams, it's just too hard to say that. I know they're not pretenders. They are contenders, but I don't know whether they actually make it out to be a contender in the playoffs.
0: I think that they are contenders. Um, I think they definitely shored up their defense, and that's probably the strongest part of their team. Um, Jared Goff, he has all the weapons that he needs. Um, running back might be the weakest point, but I think this is a true contender. Might be a Super Bowl dark horse, really. I mean, nobody's really looking at them that highly, but, um, I think they are true contenders. And, uh, I mean, if they win this next game up against the Patriots, I mean, they pretty much have taken control of the division. Um, Now we'll move it along to the lowly NFC East with the Giants, for now, leading with the fourth seed at five and seven. Um, So are the Giants pretenders or contenders?
1: Everybody in that division is a pretender. (laughs) Everybody, everybody is a pretender in that uh, division. And yeah, easy. Pretender. Just pretender. And now, I know we're going to put people in the race, so it's probably easier just to go ahead and discuss um, the other people in the division. Because I still think my prediction for the division is going to be correct, which is the Washington franchise, out of nowhere, the year that they don't have a real nickname or name is the year that they're going to win. And I I just think that's how it's going to play out. They're the strongest coaching-wise, I feel, and they have the most momentum out of all of them, personally.
0: Okay, Um, I'm going to say the Giants are pretenders, but I think their defense is really good because they did just beat the Seahawks, held them to, I think, 12 points or something like that. Um, So yeah, they're definitely pretenders, along with the Washington football team. Um, But they could luck up and win their first playoff game, and that's pretty much it. But that whole division is pretenders. Um, And we'll move it along to the Seahawks. So are they pretenders or contenders?
1: Oh, God, this one's actually hard. Because they might be pretenders. Like, everybody's been confident on the contender list for them, but, well, they might be pretenders. Because they, they rely way too much on Russell Wilson. And then if he deals with problems of turnovers, it's a sure thing that they are pretender. So. God, it, it's I would just say they're more inclined to be pretenders than real contenders right now.
0: I think this answer is pretty easy and they are pretenders. Um, oh. Their defense is trash. And I mean, it's gotten a little better over the past few weeks, but their defense is trash. And like Shea Sharp said, Russ burning the food. Um, <laughs> we, the, they, they, I mean, everybody got on this bandwagon of let Russ cook, and he's not cooking anymore. Um, he's he's burning the food, and the the house is about to burn down. But they they are true <laughs> pretenders. I think there's a the definition of pretenders, really, Um sure. because you you do have a quarterback that's he was playing at an MVP level, but everything has gone downhill since. I don't know, a few weeks ago. So I, I think they're definitely pretenders. I can't really disagree. <laughs> I mean, they can easily turn it around because they're not that far behind. But still, um, I guess we'll move along to. Uh, OK, I'm not going to get my answer too early, but the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number six. So are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pretenders or contenders?
1: They're contenders all the way through. <laughs> I, I think the contenders all the way through. Uh, well, whatever. Whichever way people want to play it out. If they, Even if they lose three out of the next four, I still think they're true contenders because they're going to make it to the playoffs. And we all know that's the most important time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they're contenders just to make it easy. Even okay. though they have not played the best in the past couple weeks, especially with I don't think Antonio Brown has been the problem, but ever since he's been on the team, they have not played well.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to use that opposite shell that you talked about with the Saints. You know, they're contenders inside, but they're showing that they are pretenders. Um, and it's, this is a hard one. Um, so what makes them whole? Say that again.
1: So what makes them whole?
0: What makes them whole? It, it should be the, the quarterback, but um, he has not been playing well as of late, and it seems like he's just been confused since, uh, I think, the Saints game. Is he not out here? He's <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just joking. That's a
1: joke. I mean, Get his down. old
0: age <laughs> did kind of catch up to him in that Bears game, so maybe he's hey, hit too it? many times.
1: Fourth, fourth down, fourth down, fourth down, fourth down.
0: Yeah, he's like, I still got a, another down. But no, nah, bro, yeah. the game over.
1: <laughs> but <go ahead. laughs>
0: He's looking around all confused. But I mean, he's taking a lot of hits. He's been playing for about 20 years now. So, I mean, it's got to catch up at some point. But are
1: we talking about concussions now?
0: Dang, we put this man in the uh, concussion. I'm not putting in him the- in a wheelchair. But um, I mean, his wife did say that one time that she- he Giselle did say he's taking football, a lot of so.
1: hits.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's got to catch up at some point. But I'm gonna say that they are slight, very slight contenders, but they are playing like pretenders.
1: Yeah, I don't think they win the Super Bowl. Like, not I'm nowhere near as confident about making it there as I was before. I, yeah, I I just don't see Super Bowl with them unless some magic happens in these last couple couple goals. They because. I think also there's a lot going on in the back. Not a lot, but enough to cause riffs in the background with the coach the, and Tom Brady.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, it's uh, a riff in styles, in styles of play. Mm-hmm. And I think we probably beat up Jameis a little bit too much, even though he already had a turnover problem. It just got mm-hmm. exacerbated by the system. Because even Tom Brady's having more interceptions. Um, But, yeah, slight pretenders. I mean, slight contenders. Uh, We'll move on to the Minnesota Vikings at number seven. And are they pretenders or contenders?
1: I honestly have not paid attention to them, not even a little bit. I, I don't know why I haven't even really even seen them. Like, even in the highlights for ESPN, like, I honestly don't remember seeing them at all like, the
0: whole
1: year. Wow. I, 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 like, I'm so serious. Like, I, I, as I think back, even if I'm looking at ESPN in my head on, hey, maybe we're looking at the highlights, I don't remember seeing them at all.
0: Not even the wide receiver, Justin Jefferson? I mean, that dude's been killing it, doing but that I, dance.
1: I don't know why, but I just have not seen them at all. Like, I... I had no remnants. I had no idea of their schedule or what record they're at, honestly, at all. Not even a little bit. And sure. that's due to my own ignorance being, of course, busy and things like that. But I, I easily, I would say they're pretenders because I have no kn- knowledge of, of them. But I, I'm going to have to lean on you on this one.
0: <laughs> me, <laughs> I'm gonna say they are pretenders, but they definitely have some talent, especially at their rookie receiver, Justin Jefferson. I mean, that dude is a monster. I, I, have you heard of him or seen him play? The,
1: I'm like I'm very serious. Like, I have no idea how in the world. Nothing about the Minnesota Vikings has came across. Like, I've heard them mentioned, but I don't even remember seeing their head coach. I mean, sorry, their starting quarterback. Not Alex Smith, is it? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I thought so. I, I wouldn't remember seeing Kirk Cousins, or I don't even remember seeing the jerseys. And I, I'm not really exaggerating. So I had notes. So just to make it easy, no, I don't know about him.
0: Okay. Um, well, in a way, they're kind of slightly my second favorite team because of their colors. I, I just like the, the colors that they have in that mm-hmm. matte purple helmet. I mean, it's, it's nice. It is. Um, but... Yeah, how do you not how have you not seen uh what's his name? Uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, this dude has been killing it. He he has over a thousand yards receiving.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't I, I don't know. Maybe it's I don't play fantasy football, which I don't pay attention enough to when they have big games. Like I would pay attention. But I don't I don't know why. I just maybe I, I just don't know why my mind has filtered out the Vikings. Like really I am searching my mind for even when I've, and I'm, I seriously have on ESPN all day, seriously. And I really don't remember highlights from the Vikings pretty much at all this year. And I really can't tell you why.
0: What about this dance that everybody's doing, you know, with their, their, their um, fingers or their eyes? I, I think they call it the gritty. But you, you've never seen that? Nah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I don't know
1: what to tell you, bro. I really don't know what to tell you. I don't know why. My mind is blocked out the Vikings completely.
0: Well, I think just for Justin Jefferson, that, that's enough to watch the game just for him because he, he's been amazing. i going to highlights.
1: Like I really don't like. I'm not trying. Just search to, up his name to to ignore them. But I really didn't think of them at all until you just mentioned them.
0: Well, search his name up on YouTube and they have plenty of highlights. Oh, I will. It, I will. They're definitely pretenders. Um. <laughs> Now, we have in the hunt the Cardinals, the Bears, the Lions somehow, and the 49ers. Um, so, out of those four teams, who are, what, are there any contenders, really?
1: Well, I'm as baffled as you are that the Detroit Lions are even in that race. There's another team that nobody cares to pay attention to. I've well, seen let me explain. Let me explain. So,
0: Go ahead. the Chicago Bears are at 5-7. and seven. Same with the Lions and the 49ers and Washington, but they have to win a division. Um, so they're only like one yeah, one game back of seven plays. So that's why they are in the hunt. God. Um,
1: <laughs> what the first team you told me, though? Because I, I did uh, remember. So 8, you 10, got 10, the Cardinals, the mm-hmm.
0: Bears, the Lions, and the 49ers. Cardinals, that's of course that who it was. Now,
1: I feel that the Cardinals are real contenders because, like I was saying before, I feel everybody in that division is a contender for the most part. Um, that's the only real contender I see out of everybody in that list. Um, Bears, I, I, what are they doing when Gardner, Miss you? I don't even know who their qu- starting quarterback is.
0: That's for, the wrong team.
1: <laughs> oh, you're right. You're definitely right. Oh, I, I, I honestly just don't know who... Starts for the wasn't the foes four minute? is he hurt or is he not hurt?
0: He's he's hurt and then they went back to Mitchell Trubisky.
1: Oh okay. Well either way, no to all of them, yes to the Cardinals. They're the only real contender out of all of those teams.
0: I agree. I mean they got Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. That's all you need to hear. Um they <laughs> they can still yep. possibly win their division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have to win out, but Yeah, they're definitely contenders. They have all the right pieces on offense, slightly on defense. So they're the best contender out of all those teams. Um, But, yeah, we spent a lot of time on that. So let's move on to the last subject, which is about the Paul brothers, Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Um, they, They found a new career in boxing. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, these guys started out on Vine, then transferred over to YouTube, and have now become boxers. Um, so Jake Paul, he fought Nate Robinson, knocked him out. Everybody made memes about him. And now his brother, Logan Paul, has a match with Floyd Mayweather. So with the fight, with the, with the upcoming fight with Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul, is this worth watching?
1: you know any anything like this is worth watching because for the memes but we're, we're gonna throw all of that out we're gonna take real sports into account in this case no that'd be a no uh, for real sports no for the entertainment and relevance wise yes um and just in my own head i was like dang you know what they really not, might not be that big like size-wise they can't be that big because we already know nate robinson's pretty short not that big we all know mayweather's pretty short not that big because i was like dang because are they even in the same weight class and i was like dang they must have to be within the same weight class because why would you even do something like this but i I think this is all all a money grab but go ahead what was your comment
0: they're throwing weight out, I think, because Logan Paul surprisingly he's around 190. I thought he was more than that because he looks pretty tall. Um, and Floyd Mayweather can barely make 150, um, yeah. so I think they're throwing weight out.
1: Uh, all because it's a professional boxer for somebody. Because this is all money grab. This is a complete money grab, uh, and society keeps letting uh, money Mayweather do it. Anytime. He he just holds off for a little while, saying I ain't doing nothing, and then uh, enough a relevant name comes around and he says I'll fight you, knowing it ain't even close in real competition.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean you have to really give it to these guys to like they from where they started. They started on Vine, even though I didn't pay attention to them on Vine. I didn't really Mm -hmm. start paying attention to them until they got on YouTube. And I barely even pay attention then, but they are megastars on YouTube, and they've just turned this mm-hmm. into a boxing career.
1: I, I, I agree. Actually, I give them more respect because they've, at least for the first brother, he stepped up to the plate, even though he had more history of boxing than Nate Robinson does. But I, I'll, I'll give them credit for getting to the point where they're at. Even the other brother getting to, you get to fight Mayweather. I, I know it's probably going to hurt, but I would do it simply for, because I got to fight Mayweather. Second, you know, you come in, you got to get broken off on some money, like a mug. You ask uh, what's his McGregor? Ask McGregor. Yeah. yeah he still acting wild off the money he got from the, uh, that fight. So you got to get broke off. Your brother just made $600. You're about to make about $2 million, probably, minimum.
0: <laughs> and these guys, I mean, they make a lot of money off of just calling out people. Because I think Logan Paul ca- called out LeBron James, like, I want to fight him next, before he even fights Floyd Mayweather.
1: LeBron would kill that man. Absolutely kill that man. <laughs> They're not even close in size. Not even close. He would kill that man.
0: Yeah, I mean, these guys are all, um, I think, mid-20s.
1: And I, I don't, I, there's, he, he don't want that smoke. He don't want that smoke. He, he was, he should be glad it did in the way it ended. And that, it, it's great. It, it, it's a great pop culture type thing. We all thought we were about to talk about Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr. And that's nowhere near the thought uh, about them. Uh, and all around, I say that it was a success for boxing in a way and not a success. If we want to talk about the actual field of boxing, because this ain't real boxing, this is not real competitive boxing in any way at all. It just puts an eye on boxing to get someone interested in boxing. Otherwise it is hurting. Well, nothing's really helping boxing right now. It's a slightly dead sport outside of the Olympics. But uh, I, I guess it's a good thing. It, it, it's it, there's relevancy, but I think it's a shame that we're even going to entertain this because I'm pretty sure everybody's going to entertain this. And if there's some way possible, this man actually lands a solid hit on Mayweather, they are golden, bro. They are golden for a long fucking time. They they were going to live in such a good era about them, both brothers, because. All he got to get is a good hit on Mayweather. He don't have to knock him out. He does that. He is good everywhere.
0: I think they're pretty much good just from where they are right now. I mean, to rise up to this point to get a boxing match, for him to even consider a boxing match with uh, Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather, I mean, that's already enough. Honestly. I mean, because I know Floyd Mayweather is looking at this as a big payday, but nobody else is going to get this. You know what
1: would make it worth it, though? What would make it oh,
0: oh, so worth it?
1: I would love to see Mayweather actually knock him out. I've never (laughs) been in the side of Mayweather winning pretty much any fight. But I would love It's not that I want, I feel this dude is, I'm not saying he's asking for it. He's not making any type of, he's not, and overall, they do come out obnoxious. But not to a level that I feel I am begging for somebody to knock him out. But I would love to see Mayweather actually knock somebody out.
0: I mean, it would be pretty interesting. Um, I would now, like, Lo- Logan, Logan Paul on the,
1: on the mat. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Logan Paul, he has had one, I guess, professional fight, and that's, that was against another YouTuber, uh, KSI. Which uh, I mean, he does a lot of gaming stuff, but I I don't really pay attention to him. But he lost that one.
1: Oh, I, I had no idea. I, I'm sorry, but actually, this is only just gonna bring back what was going on in like the early 2000s. I, I'm pretty sure you weren't old enough to fully maybe remember it, but celebrity boxing. Remember when celebrity boxing used to be a a, a big thing? There was a whole show on MTV. It was called Celebrity Boxing, and this is back when uh not Steve Urkel, but uh, your boy from was <laughs> say by be- say by the bell. He, he was grown and he, he was in a boxing match. It was, it was a big thing during that time. And I just think it's just going to bring back that, which makes it cheaper for the people who's producing for these, these stars. But I don't, I don't know. I think the trend is going to keep going. It's just going to keep going. We're just going to be interested in people who really aren't boxing, boxers, bo- boxing each other instead of being actually interested in actual boxers.
0: Yeah, but I also think this is a trend of something else where influencers, you know, people with all these followers on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, they're going to insert themselves into other realms that they're not really professionals in. Because um, you see even a lot of these YouTubers trying to rap, um, even Logan Paul and Jake Paul, they've done it. They have plenty of videos doing diss tracks and all that stuff and out of boxing. They, this is going to continue.
1: I would agree. I completely agree.
0: Um, but yeah, this has been a long one. That's it for So You Think You Know Sports. We'll, we'll move it along to the trivia question. Um, Alex has three questions. They're all multiple choice. So I'll try to give my best answer. And you can go ahead and go with that first question.
1: All right. Question one. Which NBA duel has the most playoff wins in NBA history? A. Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker, B, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, or C, Kobe and Derek Fisher?
0: Hmm. Um, Well, it it seems like the obvious answer is Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, um, because they won six championships together. Uh, Kobe and Derek Fisher, I don't know about that one. I, I know Derek Fisher did play in a lot of playoff games, so I don't know. I'm not sure. And then Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker. Ah, that might have fell off towards the end. So I, this one, it's a hard one. So uh, just repeat that question one more time.
1: All right. So, which, sorry, one sec. Uh, which NBA duel has the most playoff wins in NBA history? A, Mono Ginobili, B, Tony Parker, sorry, A, Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker, B, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, or C, Kobe and Derek Fisher?
0: Um, th- this one is pretty hard, but I'm going to try to go with the obvious, which is Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Final answer Wrong. It is uh, Mono
1: Ginobili and Tony Parker.
0: Ah, okay. Well, they did win five. Yeah, it's I actually think.
1: okay. T- in, in level, it's actually mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, Kobe, and Derek Fisher, then Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen.
0: Okay, wow. But
1: yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a it's kind of hard. But I'll go with the next se- second question here. So, which current NBA player has scored the most points in a single game? A. LeBron James. B. Damian Lillard. Or C, Carmelo Anthony?
0: Wait, th- those are the only three answers? I, I was thinking there was a, a different person. Now, is it only out of those three players, I guess?
1: Yeah, out of these three players. Who's, so I'll repeat it. Which current NBA player has scored the most points in a single game? A, LeBron James? B, D- Damian Lillard? Or C, Carmelo Anthony?
0: Well... I don't think it would be Carmelo Anthony, but he was a scorer at one point, one of the best scorers in the NBA. And LeBron James is not one to score all the time, but he does have his games. Um, it seemed like Dame Dollar went off this this past year, um, so I'm gonna go with Damian Lillard. Final answer. Incorrect.
1: It is Carmelo Anthony.
0: Ah, <laughs> I know it's been yeah. a while.
1: Now. The one who is current player who has the most right now is Devin Booker. And I just felt oh, it was too easy to put him in there because we all know he scored the 70-point game. But it's harder to know between these other players, which Carmelo Anthony's highest scoring game was 62 points. The highest scoring game for Damian Lillard and LeBron is 61. Uh,
0: one point off. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. But final question. Which NFL team has won the most playoff games in the past 25 years? A, the Cowboys, B, the Jaguars, or C, the Jets?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I like
1: that opposite <laughs> from the bottom.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, well, I know the Jets haven't been to the playoffs in a while, ever since Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan. Um, Cowboys, they have not won much at all in the playoffs. Um, I can probably count them on one finger. I mean, not one finger, one hand. Um, <laughs> and then, what What was the other team? Jaguars. Jaguars. Jacksonville, Jaguars. Well, they did make it to the AFC championship a few years ago. And, man, this is pretty hard. Um <laughs> I mean, because yeah, the Cowboys have, have not won much at all. Exactly. Even with Dak, I think they've won one playoff game. Uh, just going back to, yeah, I, I think they've only won one playoff game. So, and then with Tony Romo, I think they won one, maybe. <laughs> so, it might be just two. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars, final answer. Correct answer. Correct
1: answer. Now, the Cowboys have won four games in the past, four playoff games in the past 25 years. Jets are below that. I think it may be two, but Jaguars is uh, slightly above them.
0: Okay. All right. Got one out of three. That's not good, but at least I got one. (laughs) Um, But that's it for So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week.